Welcome to Celebra Tragic, a podcast about tragic celebrities, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Carrie Martin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Celebra Tragic. I'm Adam Todd Brown. And I'm Carrie Martin. And we are your hosts, if you can believe that. This is episode four. Yeah. Talking about Anna Nicole Smith. We have the Anna Nicole show on Mm -hmm. in the background as we work. It is the episode where she's taking acting classes alongside Danny Bonaducci, who I guess was her acting coach, you said? That it, it's that's what's happening in this episode. Yes. All right. Well, for anybody out there, we like to do shooters <laughs> of uh, tequila in Anna Nicole's honor. So, if you have shooters at home, yeah, open them up them. and raise up a shooter. If you've been waiting to drink it all day, yeah. and now is your chance. Or if you have shooters like in your like, cubicle at work, right now right. is the time. Or if you just work someplace that sells them, just go grab a couple off the shelf mm-hmm. and do a shot with us, puppy. You want one? She does not. Right. All right. Here we go. Oh, boy. Oh, Pepe Lopez. Ah, I have to ease into mine. I feel like Pepe Lopez is the tequila of choice in Mejia. Probably. Right. It would. Your eyes are watering. (laughs) Yeah, it would make sense. So anyway. Yeah, I like to do mine in shifts. When we left off, J. Howard Marshall had just died. Sad times. Yeah, unexpectedly, too. He was a spry. Who could have seen it coming? He was a mere 90 years old. Yeah, I feel like he was over 90. Just 90? I think he had just turned 90. Okay. Because he was 80, 88 or 89 when they got married. This is like an awful thought to have, but I remember thinking if you did a side-by-side of J. Howard Marshall at the end and Kirk Douglas at the end, who aged in a wheelchair better? Oh, yeah. Well, Kirk Douglas literally lived to be like 103, didn't he? Yeah, that's my vote. Yeah, I think Kirk Douglas wore it better. Yep, wore the wheelchair better. Yeah, 100. I would rather smash Kirk Douglas at 103. Yes. And Kirk Douglas didn't make his money selling oil and weapons like J. Howard Marshall, so that's good. Everyone's got a different revenue stream. That's true. We could stand to diversify a little. Maybe we should start selling weapons. Yeah. Hey, that's worth, uh, before we get too deep into this, I I should mention, if people listening to this want to hear me and Carrie's other podcast, Pretty Carrie, you can buy it now, the first season, for $3 at unpops.podia.com, P-O-D-I-A. I I hope it's Podia and not Podia, because Podia sounds like potty. Yeah, it sure does, and then I think you would spell it incorrectly. Yeah, so but that's a steal, which I believe it's fifty Mariah cents an episode. Carrie's sister is familiar with. Yes, or we have three other podcasts. You can buy them all as a group. But go check that out. And uh, anyway, back to J. Howard Marshall. He died. He did die. Died like an idiot. And when he dies, obviously it kicks off this legal fight over his estate that carries on for years and years and years. And we'll talk about it a little bit on this episode, but also. There's so many twists and turns to that legal case, and all of it deals with, like, jurisdiction questions. So it's all very boring. Right. But we'll get into it a little bit. But around this time, uh, around the time he died, there were a few other things that were going on. For one, she had another overdose in November of 1995, which actually leads to potentially some good news, finally, in this podcast, which is that... Maybe Anna Nicole Smith and Keanu Reeves had sex. And I want that for both of them. I do think that things happen for a reason. So if sure. she did decide to bounce out of rehab after only two weeks in a white limousine. Yes, which is a fun detail. Very fitting. Very 90s. This oh, is yeah. in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I And then she immediately goes to a party at the Chateau Marmont. At the Chateau Marmont. The, she was supposed to be in rehab until December 24th. And she ends up bailing early and flees in a white limousine. And that, which people, like you hear that about Kurt Cobain all the time too. Oh, he fled rehab. Rehab's not jail. Yeah. Like you but can I just. Think you are supposed to stay for the allotted time is what yeah. they recommend. 
And I don't know if, I don't think she was court ordered. That's the thing. If you're court ordered and you flee, then you're fucking up. Why would you go on your own? Yeah. It's for quitters, man. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, interesting. So she took a limo to a party. This is the one thing about LA too, because I don't know, maybe pagers were around. I don't know if cell phones were super big back then, but how do you find out about these parts? I mean, it was Jim Belushi. It was Jim Belushi's party. He was throwing a party at the Chateau Marmont, which is, of course, where his brother died. So why wouldn't she throw a party there? Where else to party? Full of the same things that killed your brother. Yeah, it's just a shame L.A. has no other party spots. Yeah. And he had to go. Chateau Marmont is nice. I went on a date there once with this guy who was so nice. And then I think he was trying to impress me. So we were in this like room and there's probably like eight people and he was like hey i'll buy everyone a shot and everyone's looking like who is this guy and i remember i was kind of like well that's nice but like i'd rather have you just spend your money on me right so we didn't go out again oh yeah a blessing and a curse to be generous yeah and show off that's a little too generous right like you could have gone to disneyland with that money or something we could have probably banged keanu reeves for that kind of money that that would be more worth it i would argue and yeah they they she shows up at this party Keanu Reeves lives at the hotel at the time, so he drops in to the party. And according to the always reliable Star magazine, they hit it off and then leave for a little bit and then come back to the party the next day. The party was still going the next day. As good parties do. Uh, Probably lots of the drugs that killed John Belushi at that party. And uh, you got to keep it raging. And they, they showed back up the next day and people were like, hey, did you two, did you two do some fucking? Can you imagine those two, like, meeting, like, when they see each other and they're both, like, turned on? And then the conversation would be audibly awful to listen to. Right. And phonetically awful to listen to. Yeah, Keanu Reeves, he seems, like, as time has gone on, he strikes me as a pretty smart dude. Yeah. But I feel like 1996 Keanu Reeves probably wasn't. He wasn't as evolved as that he is today. impressive to talk to. Right. I bet it was a lot like having a conversation with mid-90s Anna Nicole Smith. Well, it's too bad that it didn't bloom into anything more. And if yeah. I had sex, because at that point, she was starting on her decline, but he was still pretty big, right? Speed had just come out, so he was pretty huge. Right. And that was one of the things I think she had said flirting with him, like, as I really like your movie or something. Right. Okay. So then he's big as a star. And I think guys will, f- I don't fuck anything. So with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> I can see her being starstruck and sleeping with him. But why she didn't bring it up in every episode of the Anna Nicole Smith show, I will never know. Yeah. Hey, did you guys, like, I'd find a way to be like, oh, did you guys know I smashed Keanu Reeves at yeah, the Chateau Yeah, there'd be a framed Marmont? picture of Keanu Reeves in my right. house. Right, like going down on me or something yeah. that I had, like, in a nanny cam that I carried Or just purse. a headshot. And right. people are like, why is that there? And it's right. like, oh, and let me tell you. Yeah. to the one best night of my life at the Chateau Mama. I heard Derek Jeter used to do that. He would Yeah, he gave out like gift bags. Gave out gift bags to women he had <laughs> sex with, which is but considerate. If you think about it, if maybe when a girl leaves and she's going to like, st- I mean, honestly, if I saw Derek Jeter, I'd be looking for something to throw in my purse <laughs> that was Jeter-esque. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just shampoo. Like, oh, Derek Jeter uses this. Like, I need something that shows whether it's a shirt or I, I don't know, baseball, whatever. So he probably got to the point where he was like, I'm tired of bitches just stealing stuff. If I give them stuff. And also, there's probably like toiletries and things in there. Right. Stuff that's like, convenient. Yeah. Bath bombs and the morning after. Yeah. Lufas, yeah. nutritional uh, bars. I hope Anna Nicole got a gift bag from Keanu Reeves, or I hope he got one from her. She seems more like the give out a gift bag type than Keanu Reeves. Like Kimmy put together? Oh, Kimmy. <laughs> you think they were boning? Yeah. Yeah, they had to be. She did have, I feel like they've kissed on several times. I think Kimmy was a reluctant comedian or a reluctant lesbian, or she was a full lesbian that was reluctant to be on camera. Right. And Anna Nicole, I think, is very much, maybe not out at the time, but very bisexual by all accounts. Or if she was still alive today, and I do think about it when I when I go through your notes or when I watch some of these old shows, like, what would she be like today? We can talk about that at the last episode if you want, but I have my theories about what she'd be doing today. But I think she would be out as a bisexual and she'd be in pride parades. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, just in watching the Anna Nicole show, the, the couple episodes that I watched for this episode, you already see her going in that direction. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it would have been good if she could have lived longer and explored that more and brought it more to the forefront. It's just sad that she died when she did, because there's no one, like no one is around to tell her side of the story. Like the people that could exist, but they're all probably kind of parasites too. And if she would have gotten her shit together, and I do believe she might have, I still held out hope that she might have, I think she would have written with a ghostwriter an autobiography and it would have, like, I 100% would have bought that. Yeah, I would have read the shit out of that. Yeah. You would have, like, spanked your meat in that. Well, I mean, even, like, watching the the first season, like, we have an episode from season two on, and this is still when she was, by all accounts, in her fat phase. She looks fucking great. Like, she's a little little overweight, but she's still very pretty. Even, I agree. If you worked in an office and the version of Anna Nicole Smith that we're looking at right now sat next to you, everyone in the building would want to date Anna Nicole Smith. I agree. She's wearing a bodysuit and she's not sucking in. And I say, good for her. Yeah. So, uh, oh, what was that? It's foreplay. Howard K. Stern and Anna Nicole are pretending to slap each other. Oh, that's right. I think right. it's an They're acting doing... scene, yeah, but yeah, I also yeah. think it's foreplay. So that's a little bit of good news. She maybe fucked Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. and I hope so for both yeah. of them. I hope they. I hope that happened. But other than that, this is a point in her life where things are really on the decline. She'd been in some movies, and people were like, "You suck." So she wasn't getting acting roles. Her husband had just died, and she was being sued. By his son. But even before the overdose, the sexual harassment lawsuit that was filed by Maria Serrato that we Mm -hmm. talked about on the last episode had forced Anna Nicole into bankruptcy. Because she had something she was supposed to submit and she didn't. Right. And she got fined almost a million dollars. She got, they filed a default judgment against her for $850,000. But it seems like that was probably a strategic move, sort of. Like, the course of her lawsuit regarding J. Howard Marshall II's estate is so long and confusing and just full of legal jargon. But her filing bankruptcy, that bankruptcy court is the court that eventually awards her half of his estate. And that's what the whole legal fight that eventually goes to the fucking Supreme Court, that's what it's all about, is did that bankruptcy court have the right to say, yeah, E. Pierce Marshall did bad things to keep her from getting this money, so she deserves it. Right. It set a bunch of precedents, but it's very long and confusing to to try and relay on a podcast. But that bankruptcy, I think at the time... Like, yes, the court entered a default judgment, so it seemed like maybe she was guilty or whatever, but I think she was just trying to protect what assets she still had. Right. Because by saying, well, I'm bankrupt, then people can't take your shit. But also, couldn't she prove to the court that she was, like, destitute and that she needed the money that was rightfully hers as the wife of J. Howard Marshall? Yeah. Yeah, I know. You had had in the notes, too, that um, it seemed like Anna Nicole had married J. Howard Marshall for money, which obviously she did. But then she had no idea that he, even though he said he's going to take care of her hearsay, but he didn't. Right. He still had his faculties about him enough to not give her anything at the end and that he was playing her. Yeah, I think based on the fact that his previous girlfriend, who we talked about a bunch, Lady, like he eventually went to court to get back anything that he gave her or her relatives. And the person he put in charge of that lawsuit was E. Pierce Marshall, his son. Yeah. And very shortly after he marries Anna Nicole, he signs everything over to E. Pierce Marshall again. And it kind of feels like J. Howard Marshall II knew what path he was going down. Well, And he was like, not this time. Does E. Pierce Marshall, is he kind of like, God damn it. <laughs> Again? Probably. I have to go through this again? 
Probably, yeah, which that would be a pretty high price to pay, I would think, for being the son of a rich dude. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, every time you get a hot girlfriend, I have to go destroy her life. Right. In court. Thanks, Dad. And with Anna Nicole Smith, she put up a fight. Unlike Lady and her boyfriend did. The court case involving Anna Nicole Smith and J. Howard Marshall's estate initially carries on until 2006 and goes all the way to the Supreme Court. And then it goes back to the Supreme Court in 2011, well after she's dead. So this court case carried on for like part of three different decades. So would they not just dismiss it after she was dead because it could still go to her estate? Right. By that point, she had a daughter. Right. Who eventually ended up We're kind of jumping ahead in the notes, but it's fine. I don't even know why I mentioned that. It's not like people are following the notes at home along with us. (laughs) But While they're drinking their shooters. Doing them shooters. But eventually in 2014, I think, as far as I can tell, this is the last update about the legal fight over J. Howard Marshall II's money. Her daughter and Larry Burkhead, who will be a big deal in the next couple episodes. In 2014, they lost what I think was the final attempt to get some of that money. And they had filed a lawsuit against E. Pierce Marshall's estate, basically arguing that he did a bunch of really shady things to keep this money away from Anna Nicole. And he probably did. And that was Anna Nicole's argument the whole time also, is that this guy is interfering in my life. And... The judge in 2014 basically ruled that, yes, E. Pierce Marshall probably did all these things and that his lawyers were very unscrupulous, but that... That's what money gets you. They couldn't really prove anything, so... Lawyers. Yeah, so they... It's all about the W. He he wanted them to win, but ultimately could not rule in their favor. I love that I just looked up and Cedric the Entertainer is on this episode now. It really is a who's who. And he's not wearing a purple suit. He so, actually looks like he's part of Run DMC. Yeah, he's got that Kangol on. Mm-hmm. And his, his shirt say 2020? What is happening right now? I have no idea. Crazy. So there was another lawsuit around this time. And I think it, like, there's kind of a weird pattern with Anna Nicole Smith, where she seems to really have an interest in fucking the help. Yeah. Like, you see it on the Anna Nicole show, where, like, her and Kimmy are really, really tight. Even though Kimmy is her assistant, I think. Flash lover. Right. There's the Maria Serrato lawsuit, which Maria Serrato seems like a crazy person. Yeah. But it also kind of seems like they were dating to some degree. Degree. And then there's another lawsuit that happens around this time with her bodyguard. Right. Pierre Dijon. French. Allegedly. He, he claims to be, but he's actually just a ex-con born in California named Patrick Doe. So it's not like Gerard Depardieu? What about... Are you saying <laughs> he he's French? not a French a, dude? I yeah, don't know. He is. is he French or is he allegedly French? <laughs> he was it, very, he's very French. Well, I don't know. That's debatable. But what happens with Pierre Dijon, who is, by the way, when we, we mentioned the, the wedding on the last episode, he's who was with her when they first show up. Get their marriage certificate. To get the... to At the wedding chapel. And the woman's like, oh, holy shit, look at that guy. And then Anna Nicole comes back Monday and she's like, oh, fuck, look at that guy. <laughs> what happened? That's got to be a weird Freaky Friday that they switch yeah. places. And apparently what happens with Pierre Dijon, there's some incident in New York She's on a modeling job. He's there with her. She claims he assaulted her, like physically assaulted her. Like beat up or like beat that pussy? Like beat up. Oh. Not sexually assaulted. The second one's a better. Yeah. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) It can be. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you're into the guy and it's wanted. I feel like given the option, most women would go no assault. Mm. But if you had to pick... I feel like physical assault yeah, is probably uh, no, I, more... When you say it like that, I agree. I think most <laughs> most people in general would go with no assault and just welcomed interactions. R- yeah, just more pleasant. <laughs> more consensual. Yeah, just interactions, like talks if you will. and things like okay. that. Yeah. But close second, right. physical assault. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, yes. 
<laughs> this is a debate we need to take offline. Let's just probably, keep going. Probably, yeah. <laughs> just we should keep probably going. just table this for another time. <laughs> for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this incident in New York where she claims he physically assaulted her. What he claims is that she was trying to kill herself and that he restrained her from killing herself. Which possibly yeah, those she are seems two to be very erratic. Very, very diverse ends of the spectrum, that's for sure. Well, she has obviously, well, I don't know if she has an, a past with like assault, but she definitely has addiction and other issues. I could see that scenario coming about. And the fact that he has a fake name and possibly a fake nationality and origin means that he obviously has a history of lying. Yeah, and he was in prison in California for manslaughter. And apparently, at one point, she finds out that he's got a fake name. So, either way, they have this falling out. He fire, He gets fired, and she kind of goes public and says, this guy physically assaulted me. Uh, he's stalking me. She goes to court and gets a restraining order against him. And it all seems very much like she's... The victim. And she is obviously, to some extent, the victim. But it comes out later that she was also lying a little bit. Which is why you shouldn't go public with stuff like that, because then it's slander. And he's going to have trouble getting another job as a celebrity, you know, whatever, chauffeur, marriage license getter. Bodyguard, yeah. Bodyguard. But it was, she had wired him money via Western Union, like $2,000 with a note that said, I love you. Yeah, she she claimed that there was this whole period of time after this incident in New York where he was just harassing her incessantly and she wanted nothing to do with him. And then he shows up in court and is like, okay, but she also, well after the incident in New York, wired me $2,000 with a note that said, I love you. And he also produced a voicemail where she had changed her number, presumably because of this lawsuit and to make it all seem on the up and up like yeah this guy's harassing me so i changed my number but she calls him and gives him her new number and was like i miss you we should meet so but just be cray it's a weird pattern where she keeps getting sued by her former employees for weird sexual harassment type stuff maybe that's why she jumped on the one against him and said it was assault before he had a chance yeah to possibly sue her either way I think the most troubling detail of this particular story is that after this incident in New York happens, that night she leaves the hotel she was staying at and checks into the Trump Tower Hotel and briefly starts dating Donald Trump. Ooh! I was not aware of that, but she does have a way of finding men in hotels. She now has a track record of that. That's very true. Keanu took down... And here's the thing. Trump in the mid-90s was very different than Trump now. For one thing, he was younger and looked relatively normal. Right. He was not the dictator that's currently leading our country toward fascism. He was just a dude. Like, he was in Home Alone, too. Yeah, I mean, by all, I guess, facts that we know about, he was just a really wealthy real estate developer. Yeah, he was in, he like, was a his businessman 30s in or 40s at the right. time. Very publicly dating models and women of social status. And that was his thing. Yeah, so... I mean, if that's going to be your thing... We can't hold it against her. Agreed. I actually found him endearing when I used to watch The Apprentice. Yeah, and Celebrity I used to watch Apprentice. The Apprentice. And even when he fired people, he I mean, he wasn't the one where you saw, you know, with the, the tweets about you're ugly, you're fat, you're a pig. Like he was very like gracious, I thought, while he was on TV. And I thought he kind of had a sense of humor about himself. I did not see this turn of events. Yeah, I really liked The Celebrity Apprentice and yeah. The Apprentice. I thought they were fun shows and I thought it was a really neat concept yeah and then he's our president now and it's not fun anymore no it's very not fun but uh yeah he dated anna nicole smith very briefly there's a howard stern interview where he talks about her and it's after her after she died and it's just trump being trump it's gross like yeah so i think we listened to this well you listened to it i just read it transcribed the podcast or uh, the um, episode, yeah, where he was on the Howard Stern show. And 
what I what I took out of it was this was in 2016, I believe. No, I think you probably read an article that went up in 2016, and I think they were talking about because he was dating Melania at the time. Yeah, I think the the Howard Stern episode in question, I think, was shortly after Anna Nicole died. Okay. But people started reporting on it again in 2016. Once he was president. Okay, right. well, that seems fitting. So a lot of the conversation is Howard, Howard Stern and Donald Trump talking about like these beautiful women that they're married to. And or at the time, I think Donald was dating Melania. And was just saying she's beautiful. She, you know, I put her at the Mar-a-Lago Hotel and customers are just like, who is that beautiful lady? And, you know, she had babies. She would bounce back. And then Howard Stern is, you know, just like, oh, what is she? Like 5'10", 5'11", 125 pounds. And, and then he says Beth is like 5'10", 5'11", 120 pounds. And they're just like, yeah, like that's like the perfect like height and weight. And it's like, you guys are two of the ugliest men. Yeah. And the talented been successful by you know different means but still like unattractive so to hear them talk about it and then donald trump says like my favorite and when he's describing anna nicole the, the thing he liked the most about her was her hair he goes i'm a big hair guy which i guess if you don't have something that's attractive you seek that out in others yeah i could see that but it was funny when he was talking to Howard Stern and he goes, you know, one thing Melania hasn't done in the three and a half years that I've been dating her. And Howard Stern is like, what? And Donald Trump said she has never farted in front of me. And I guess that's a big turnoff. I, yeah. Imagine. To millionaire real estate developers. That kind of a person where you're like, don't <laughs> fart in front of me. And your body better you bounce having, back what after you, you have kids. What are you doing having normal bodily functions? I know. You fucking bitch she probably has like a whole like wing where she can just like walk in and fart so he never knows about it a fart wing <laughs> yes. i think if i was rich i'd have a fart wing <laughs> why not or a fart room in every room like, like you know a fart closet how some people like there's like one bathroom that's like if you're gonna poop yes it's the poop it's a poo toilet yeah yeah the poo toilet yeah so yeah she she dates donald trump but very briefly it was very briefly and this is all, as we've kind of alluded to so far, this is all happening as the court case around J. Howard Marshall II's estate fires up. And that case, like I said, carries on until 2006. And even then, the Supreme Court only answers the question of jurisdiction. Because what happened... I'll try my best to explain this. She sues E. Pierce Marshall in Texas probate court for basically interfering in her money. And the probate court rules against her. But while that lawsuit is happening, the bankruptcy court somehow finds that E. Pierce Marshall did interfere in her dealings with J. Howard Marshall II, and they're the ones who award her half of his estate. And that eventually gets appealed, and it gets taken down to just $88 million, from 400-some million to $88 million, which still a nice chunk. Oh, of course. But before taxes, how do you get taxed on that? Is it like prize money, like 50%? Well, I wonder if... He had probably already paid taxes on it. I don't know. It. I feel like he get double taxed. It's like yeah, double penetration. Yeah, well, there's an estate tax that rich people always are trying to get abolished. Yeah. Where you get taxed if you just get a windfall inheritance. So I'm sure she would have been subject to that. But, I mean, as it carries on, she ends up getting nothing, basically. Yeah. And that brings us to the Anna Nicole show. Because that, I feel like, was... Like, without the Anna Nicole show, her death would have been even sadder. Because there was at least a, a, a year and a half or so, maybe two years, where people kind of loved her again. I mean, she was a running joke, but there is something that's, I don't know, likable. There's like an innocence or something to her. Like, I'm like watching this and she's just, 
effortlessly going from doing acting classes with Danny Bonaducci to something with Cedric the Entertainer to, you know, in the Christmas party where she makes out with Margaret Cho. Like, she doesn't seem, she she treats Kathy Griffin the same as she does her cousin Shelley. Like, she's not of heirs, and I think that's endearing. It is. And watching the show again, which for people at home, the Anna Nicole show premiered on August 4th, 2002 on the E! Network. And by the time it aired, aside from the back and forth court drama regarding J. Howard Marshall II's estate, Anna Nicole Smith had kind of just fallen out of the public eye. You know, she gets married to J. Howard Marshall, he dies, and then she kind of goes away for a while. You really only hear about her when they talk about her court cases. Right. She wasn't getting acting roles. She wasn't getting modeling roles. And that's kind of what the Anna Nicole show is about. Mm -hmm. It's about a person who has kind of lost everything that made them famous. She clearly still has some money because she lives in a nice house. Yeah. Uh, She's buying some really great furniture with the help of Bobby Trendy in the first episode. (laughs) Is it great? It's It's a taste. It's a choice. It's big. Yeah. Big gold furniture. So Red, she's still pinks. she's still got some money somewhere. And did she own the house? Was she running it? Right. It's all smoke and mirrors in LA. It really is. Yeah. And the the show, it's pre- I I feel like it came out at a time when we were still kind of naive about how reality shows work. Mhm. And so people who watched that first season were probably like, holy shit, Anna Nicole Smith does a lot of fun things. But obviously, those situations were set up for the show. But also a train wreck. Right. I mean, I think that was a public consensus, too. Yeah, the the way it worked is they would put her in these situations. Like, the first episode, they go to Magic Mountain. Mm-hmm. And she also goes to the dentist. But she went to Magic Mountain for the show. Like, right. that was how the show worked. They were, okay, well, why don't you go on a date on this episode? So it wasn't like, it was more like an improv show as opposed to a reality show. Because you weren't really seeing the inner details and workings of her life. You were just seeing how she reacted to situations that the producers put her in. Right. And watching it again now, she actually doesn't seem like as much of a train wreck as I remember. I agree. I think she well, the two things that stick out in my mind as far as her being a train wreck were actually when she was back into her thin years again, right before her death, when I think it was the MTV Awards where she did the Trim Spa Baby, Do You Like My Body? Right. Very obviously incoherent from probably a mix of stuff, the John Belushi special. <laughs> and then also one of my selfishly favorite the Bahamas clown face incident. Yeah, and the, that all happened after the Anna Nicole show ended. It only ran for two seasons, really. Part of a third season. Yeah. And there's only 27 episodes. And yeah, a lot of the really crazy shit in her life happens after that. Did it say, like, why was the third season ended early? Ratings. Mm. It just, from the first episode, the ratings just declined week after week. Just see it through. Come on. Yeah. Let us have that third season. Yeah. And, but watching it now, I remember when it first aired, I remember, I watched the first season, at least, I watched religiously. I fucking loved the Anna Nicole show. And I, I feel like my general take on it back then was like holy shit she is a mess she's clearly on drugs and watching it now it doesn't seem quite as bad she talks though about i get you know what i'm portrayed to be i get i'm like a ditzy blonde and she's very smart in the fact that she plays that up she gets that's i mean i'm sure some of it's real but i also think she definitely accentuates it for the camera so right it is the character to a degree and like Bobby Trendy right here to a degree. He's a character too. Bobby Trendy was my favorite character on this show. Really? I loved Bobby Trendy. He was a lot. He uh, was actually in a kind of recent episode of Vanderpump Rules, maybe a couple of years ago. Um, but I guess he was friends with Lisa Vanderpump, the restaurateur, and came to an event and then called one of the waitresses who isn't fat, but I guess in L.A., 
chunk. I don't know. Um, but told her just like, what happened to you? Like you gained weight. And then the, like she walked away and cried and it's like, but it's Bobby <laughs> Trendy who's insulting you, you know? Yeah. You just got insulted by Bobby Trendy. Put that on Instagram. Yeah. What are you crying for? But yeah, like even like looking at Anna Nicole Smith right now on this is a season two episode, things don't look that bad. Like she is overweight, but she's not like out of control overweight. So I watched the season two finale episode this morning. And at the end of it, the long guy, long haired guy, is that Tony Robbins? No, uh, Tony. I know who you're talking. Are you talking about? Are you talking about the guy who goes, you can do it. Him. Tony, I can't think of his fucking name, but I know who you're talking about. So he goes to trainer at the end and was like, okay, this is your next step leading into season three. You're going to lose all this weight, essentially. And she just kind of laughs and looks horrified. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. I wonder if it's sad, but I feel like people didn't want to see that. Like at this point, people were tuning in to Anna Nicole Smith because they perceived her to be a a train wreck and that it was fun to watch. Were there recently, I mean, were some pictures of Yasmin Bleeth, who was gorgeous back in her 20s on Baywatch. And I even saw a um, back in the game with um, A-Rod and he'll take celebrities like Brian, Brian Dunks, Brian Dunkelman and help them try to like rebuild their career. And he tried to do that with Nicole Eggert. Also, both Yasmin and Nicole Eggert, not at all. Like they look like normal people right? who with age and kids or life or whatever, you know, they're wearing sweats and their hair's up and they're walking their dog and they've gained weight. And I think it's so hard for people to imagine that like people are normal yeah. Like it takes a lot of work to maintain an image and a look and everything else. And maybe there are people like Melania Trump who don't fart and who have great bodies after having a baby. But I don't think that's the norm. So I think it's intriguing when you see somebody go from their height to something less than. Like at this point in history, it was still kind of cool and funny to make fun of women for how they look. Mm-hmm. Like I remember around this same time, There was a show on Fox. It was like a one-off thing. And it was just about what famous women look like without makeup. And it was all about, like, shaming these fucking famous actors and shit. They still do that, like, in The Inquirer and Star, where they'll put them or, like, them in a bathing suit and, like, circle their cellulite. Yeah. It's very um, sorority hazing-esque. Yeah. Like, you don't see them do it with men. No. And you, I feel like you see it a little less now. It's probably, like you said, still in, like, tabloids and things. But, like, if a major TV ran, network ran that show now, they would get oh, fucking murdered. People 100%. would lose their shit. Because everyone has a platform now with social media. So, yeah, nobody can get away with shit now. And I remember my favorite thing. Their sugar uh, pie. Sugar pie is fucking a bear. <laughs> with their little bow on. I feel like... Sugar Pie was either humping something or it was very, like, a very gaseous dog. Yeah. But that that show about my favorite thing about it, I remember when it aired, and at one point, they're exposing all of the cast of Desperate Housewives. And they're like, Here, here's what they look like without makeup. And then they get to Eva Longoria, and they're like, we couldn't really find a bad picture of her. <laughs> like, she looks fine without makeup. Moving on. Good for her. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, it it just watching the Anna Nicole show now, it in terms of the things we've seen from celebrities since then, it all really seems kind of tame. And I don't get the sense that things were as bad at this point as we've made them out to be. I think things got worse after the show ended. I agree. And like this period, it's just kind of fun yeah to fun watch. and campy yeah, yeah i agree so shall i delve into that episode that i watched yes i, took, which I episode? actually took notes I don't, i've probably taken notes in the three times in the six years that i've done different podcasts so this one was the season two finale and it was where anna nicole went on a date right so anna's date these are just some of my cliff notes so she ate pickles that howard k stern got her while she was getting ready as one does as prep I do love Some a do pickle. pickle backs, yep. pickle back shots. Some eat pickles. Um, she was set up by millionaire matchmaker Patty Stinger. 
and with a guy named Claude. So Anna makes Claude wait at the door. Claude is nervous that everyone is held up inside by Bobby Trendy. He even bought Sugar Pie some treats. Oh, cute. I like Claude, which is weird for me since I don't like guys that are usually stable. Uh, I do wonder where he is now and if he's still single. He's got to be. I mean, I don't know. He was such a nice guy. I think he's at this point found somebody that is a good match for him. He wasn't like an awful guy. He was. Do you, do you remember that episode where they went on the date? He kind was very, of. very nice, very gentlemanly. Yeah. Obviously, some sort of tech or business nerd. He's got a lot of disposable income. Like he's gonna be fine. Yeah. And Anna Nicole, like at the first thing she says on the first episode is. They, they kick it off by her saying, I never really had a childhood, so I'm uh, living my childhood now. I'm Anna Nicole Smith. I like fast men, fast cars, and fast food. Which is kind of sad. It's very, which is very Michael Jackson-esque. Like, you know, something happened in her past to make her... Right. But, you know, the way she is. And she was able to, I guess, bury it for a while because she didn't have a lot of speaking. You know, it was her modeling or it was her acting or it was prepared lines. Right. So she wasn't doing a lot of interviews. Yeah. And it, I mean, she talks slow, but she's from Texas. Yeah. They all talk slow. People talk slow. You get in trouble if you talk fast there. So then they drove by a sizzler and Anna asked if that's the steakhouse they're going to. Nice. Uh, they go to a fancy restaurant in Beverly Hills. Anna asks for A1 steak sauce. The restaurant has to send someone out to buy some. Good for her. Claude asks Anna who her favorite artist is. She says, Marilyn Monroe, she's the shit. I feel like he could have seen that answer coming. <laughs> Conversation is lacking. So Anna and Claude start playing hockey with their miso soups. Okay. Then they go to the Saddle Ranch on Sunset. On the right over, Anna's shoes are off and she's picking at her toes. Claude tells her that he was an actor. Anna says that she had two wet dreams about Tom Hanks and she doesn't know why. Dad, I get. Yeah. <laughs> it's then, America's dad. <laughs> then they order ribs and then they both take turns riding the bowl. On the right home, Anna asks if she can sleep in Claude's lap. He obliges. She then falls asleep. He checks her pulse and breathing at one point and says, she's still warm. She has a pulse. She must be okay. Ominous. That is ominous. Yeah. That's very ominous. And that's how season two ends? No. Then she's just, so she gives him like two pecks on the lips. He's like, oh, can I walk you to the door? And then she gives him two pecks on the lips. And he was like, oh, I'd love to go with you again. Cut to a little bit earlier when she's saying that she needs to have more sake for the state. And she was just like, yeah, like I had a lot of fun in this state. And then I don't think they ever see each other again. And then the next morning she opens the door and Tony, long haired personal trainer. Is is, Tony Little? God damn it. I think it's Tony Little. But uh, yeah, the I like the I like the A1 steak thing. She's like, West Steakhouse doesn't have A1 steak sauce. But the nice thing was, is that she goes, is this embarrassing to ask? And her date, Claude, being a gentleman, said, no, no, no. We'll make sure that they get you whatever you want. And then ask for her. It is Tony Little. God damn it. Okay. This guy, right? Yeah. Oh, 100. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks yeah. like a gazelle on that thing. You can do it. Yeah, he's he's a character. I would have I been all over a season of Tony Little working out Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah. They should have seen that through for sure. Yeah. One of my, the, the A1 steak sauce thing reminded me of one of my favorite celebrity stories of all time. There's a uh, really famous former basketball player named Chris Weber. Yeah. He used to date uh, Tyra Banks. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a. So did John Singleton, RIP. RIP. There was a story with Chris Weber that it happened in like, the 2010s sometime and he was at a steakhouse and one ordered his steak well done which is a no 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 at a fancy steakhouse i actually like well done steaks i should marry chris weber i don't but you should marry chris weber (laughs) i do agree with that and he ordered his steak well done and then they reluctantly cooked it that way and brought it and he was like a1 please and they were like we don't have a1 and he made them Pack that shit up to go. He went home and ate it as a sandwich with A1. It seems like there's got to be some sort of comparable sauce. It's A1 is how steak is done. 
<laughs> so yeah, hopefully they can start s- sponsoring <laughs> this podcast. That would be very nice. Yeah. Slipper Tragic brought to you by A1 Steak Sauce. A1 Steak Sauce. Because it was mentioned in one episode. When you're at a fancy steakhouse, A1, bring they your own. They won't have it. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, the Anna Nicole show happens. It, it carries on for two seasons. The ratings weren't great, but it's. I feel like people have come around to it now. Like it's uh, kind of a cult thing. Yeah, you can buy episodes or you can just watch them for free on YouTube. Yeah, it is sort of hard to find. I found the first season on DVD, but... They're disjointed. I don't know if all the episodes are listed, but I was able to find quite a few on YouTube, and that's what I've watched. Yeah, and I I personally feel like this was kind of... I know we kind of look back on it as a sad train wreck sort of thing, but I feel like this was Anna Nicole Smith's peak. Looking back, retrospectively, I agree. But she is standing here in sweatpants, red sweatpants, a white hustler tank top, and like her belly's out with reckless abandon. But even then, like the camera adds 10 pounds. We all know that. Right. Like she's a little overweight, but I feel like... I'm not trying to fat shame her. I just want not wear that on TV. Yeah. Knowing that it lifts easily. That's true. Yeah. She's very confident. Yeah, very confident. Agreed. But like... She's not. Yeah, I mean, her I belly's just, not I, crazy. I, I, I want to know what's on the TV behind her that they have to blur out. Probably just a, a dildo sitting up there. <laughs> but I like this was the point where I became familiar with Anna Nicole Smith. Like I, I always knew who Anna Nicole Smith was, but I didn't have any reason to really care about Anna Nicole Smith. And for as much as people talk about this being like a sad train wreck sort of thing i feel like this kind of made her seem a little more human and normal well right i mean she was this picturesque guest model which was the thing back then and then playboy playmate again the thing back then so yeah and of course she has a resident tramp stamp and this is episode one so that's like that's as quote unquote fat as she was this entire time right and she still looks fine. Like she's put on some weight, but yeah, it's look not at anything that crazy. Face. Yeah, she's face. She's look got a good at face. That face. Yeah, she's got a good face. But I don't know. I just uh, like on the next episode. Like that's where I feel like we get into really her darkest point, which is when this ends, and then like the trim spa stuff. She ends up getting sued over trim spa. Like her entire life was lawsuits after yeah. from like 1995 until she died which i think was 2007 that's gotta be so stressful going yeah. to court once i would like nobody is like going to court like yeah i'm gonna like pick up my dry cleaning go to court yeah, and then court date yeah then go to barnes and noble nbd like going to court's a big deal i agree so yeah the anna nicole show it carries on for Two seasons, maybe two and a half seasons. And then it gets canceled. And that's when things get dark. I don't know if next episode will be the last Anna Nicole episode or if we'll do one more. Because we have to talk about her death, obviously. Mm -hmm. And the crazy lawsuit that happens after she dies where there's a weird lawsuit over custody of her body. And her kids and Burkhead and the marriage and the Bahamas. There's so much. Interim spa. Yeah, there's a lot going on. But the Anna Nicole show, I don't know. I feel like this was a peak for her looking back. I, th- I think we might have misjudged this show a little bit. Howard K. Stern is a weirdo. Oh, he was always a weirdo. Very much in love with her. I do wonder how much how much they hooked up. Like how their marriage, I thought, was obviously a sham. Right. But he obviously loved her. I couldn't ever figure out how she felt about him. Yeah, it, it it was a strange relationship. And he's, uh, like, when we get into her death, there have been some pretty strange implications around him. Where is he now? I think he's still practicing law. Probably, yeah. She died February 8th, 2007. Yeah. So that's what we'll talk about on the next episode is the death of Anna Nicole Smith. Can we wear um, faux furs like Bobby Trendy is in this episode? I and, would love to, yes. And then let's put sun in. Let's cut... So we have like tips. Some frosted tips. We'll get some frosted tips. 
slam some some tequila shots. Right. I still have one more. Um, yeah. And then uh, we'll talk about Trim Spa and Death. Trim Spa, Death, and Lawsuits. That's what the next episode is going to be about. We might do one more episode about the conspiracy theories surrounding her death, too. Because that, like, there's even a clip out there where Judge Judy kind of implies that Anna Nicole Smith was probably murdered. If anybody's going to know, it's Judge Judy, I feel like. Judge, yeah, Judge Judy should have desi- decided all of the J. Howard Marshall II estate stuff. Why they didn't go to her in the first place, yeah. we'll never know. Or Judge Joe Brown. They could yeah. tag team it, maybe. That would have been fun. There's options. But uh, that's our episode for now. Everyone go go out on YouTube and rewatch some episodes of the Anna Nicole show. I think you'll find it's not as scandalous as we made it out to be. Like, by today's TV standards, it's kind of tame. Like, it's not... Like, the Kardashians took a camera to Lamar Odom's hospital room. Like, that's I like, intense. I like that this is campy and fun now. Yeah. And lighthearted. And there's all these, like, random celebrity appearances. And there's a lot of pink. Yeah. I feel like if you were colorblind before, you would have color vision after watching the Anna Nicole show. But, like, watching it again, like, she slurs her words a little bit. She's a little overweight, but... Other than that, she's quite pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason people like this show as much as they did. And it's because of her. It's because of her personality. Yeah. I would say she's not fake. What you see is what you get. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, looking back, I appreciate that this show made her seem a little more human and normal to people. Like, not normal, but she's obviously just a person like everyone else who had problems and issues and hung out with a really weird hung out with bobby trendy well i was gonna say howard kate stern was the weirdo that she hung yeah. out with yeah he was he was definitely the most white van creeperish who howard howard kate stern was what white van creeperish oh okay I, I, thought you pick- were t- I thought you were telling me a, saying a name like who's white van creeper <laughs> white van creeperish got it <gasps> we should take muscle relaxers on the last one so that i can get like extra slurry you can get regular slurry i'm gonna take trim spa so i'm (laughs) wired perfect trim spa baby do you like my body so that's our episode for now Uh, things get sad next episode i mean this has all been kind of sad but uh, it's gonna get worse it is because there's death it's liver tragic Celebrity tragic. There's Celebrity a tragic. There's a there's death in the next episode. There's a a really emotional judge. The judge in the trial wrote a book, and that's whose book we're talking about. It's called The Killing of Anna Nicole Smith. By her own hand or somebody else's? Someone else's, I think. Okay. Pretty well, scandalous. That's up to interpretation. But until then, that's our sode. Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? We have a Midwest tour with one date in May. So if you want to see us in Chicago, (laughs) we'll be there. I'm going to line up more dates this week. Yeah, let me know. I want to find people too. I know I've pinged some of our listeners and I need to reach out too. Cool. I can probably do the ones in Peoria. We'll conquer and divide. We will. As long as they don't need a tape. Listen, I'm just going to show up. You don't need to see if I'm good or not. Just show up. (laughs) Selling tickets at the door. Yeah, you'll get a percentage. Yeah. Like, get off my nuts. Relax. I don't have anything to plug. Check out Pretty Carrie on on unpops.podia.com and all the other podcasts there. Give us money. (laughs) Basically. Give us money. And And tequila uh, shooters. I think that's it. I think that's it, too. I have to pee really bad. Yeah, I can tell you're rocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're in the the pee-pee rock. Let's get out of here. Carrie, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.